My name is Mark Kerbs. I'm Andrew Baxter. And, and this, this is the single thing I've been looking forward to all day. Your dream? No, I said it's all a dream. <laughs> it's all a dream? Oh, or is it? Oh, interesting. We'll soon find out with the V. That's the first time we got through without. It's the first time we got through without you giving up. <laughs> Have you been, Coach? I've been good. Moving out of the bachelor pad and uh, the resort. Still in at the last last hurrah for the resort in the weekend. Have a good time. Completely bad timing. Like it's the last time we wanted to. Get Let's have a party. We're moving out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So like big, big clean up. But um, what did no, you do with all the beer? Because when I left, you were still trying to get rid of it. Yeah, I think quite a few people took quite a lot of stuff. But the problem is like the rubbish. Like we only had the bins are already full, and we've only got one more rubbish collection. And so like some of the guys had to like take rubbish in their cars to other houses oh, to dump. No. It's like oh, it's not a good time, especially party bags like have to triple bag that stuff I found like whenever you're moving house it always takes about 10 times as many trips as you think it will oh don't get me start like I don't even have that much furniture like I've got a bed a cupboard a desk kind of it maybe a few other little bits and pieces but man like the amount of loads I had to do for that I was over it like thank god I don't have like a couch and a TV and value. No, I, I need to move country again soon because this oh. like when I first went to uni, that was it. It was one car load, uh-huh. and that was it. I was sorted. And then stuff accumulated whilst I was at uni, so like having to move out to my second house. Obviously, I didn't have to move as far because I was just moving across town, not mm-hmm. across the country. So, But that's like three or four trips with my stuff filled up with the car, and they have to do that again the next time, and that time I'm having to move like a sofa. Then I had to move to Australia, but I lost most of my stuff then by just going, well, I'm not going to bring all that stuff with me. So did you just get rid of it? Uh, gave some of it to charity mm-hmm. left some of it at home uh, various stuff but I moved to Australia with two rucksacks that's cool yeah, oh, more than two with, rucksacks with the, exce- yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the exception that we shipped some stuff over uh-huh. so we shipped like a computer and an Xbox uh-huh. but that was still stuff. just like two boxes about this big uh-huh. for pe- for those listening to the audio podcast about <laughs> I'm holding big. my hands this <laughs> yeah. big um so at what stage do you, when you ship a computer and Xbox, do you think like, man, the cost of this shipping, I might as well sell it and buy a new one? Was it expensive or not? Now, if I was moving back, I'd be looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah. At the time, we didn't, like, at the time, having an, having an Xbox, that was an expensive thing for us uh-huh. because Tammy and I were both students. So you're thinking, we can't get rid of it, we have to ship it. Yeah. I can't remember how much it cost to ship it. Oh, I also actually managed to get my company to pay for some of that because that was part of my contract. But anyway, um, if I was moving back, I'd be look, think about it like, would I move out the sofa and stuff? Because how much is it going to cost per square, per 100%. cubic meter of stuff? I don't think couches. Like how much is it going to be worth? Yeah, that's, that's why I'm not sure about it. Unless they're really good couches. They feel really good couches. It is good. And I've got somewhere to kind of let it land when I get home. Uh-huh. Just send it to my dad and be like, can you just look after a sofa for me until I find a house? Oh dear. Yeah, just a little asterisk next to that. Me finding a house might take five years. <laughs> Look after all my things. It's, it's tough like this house thing now that I also have to par down to kind of a car. And, and in the grand scheme of things, you don't actually need a lot of stuff. You just need like clothes. Computer keeps you interested in a lot of stuff. Especially and now like a computer can be a laptop. Yeah, it can have everything. Like All the things I like making are on, on the one laptop. Like and That's fantastic. All your comics. Yep. All your porn. All, all of all of the comic porn as well. Comic porn. Comic porn. That's the Cal Texas I want to see. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Cal Texas after Wait, hours. Is that a penis? I'm not actually <laughs> sure what that is. So pixelated, Jesus. Gender neutral porn. <laughs> oh, surprisingly, I've never drawn a penis. That'd be interesting. I'm not going to try. Well, I know what I'm asking for on next year's calendar. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh dear. What was I But oh yeah, when when I moved. The second time, so I've moved here with just two rucksacks. Moved the first house the first time after getting here. Two car loads. That was with me and Tammy. The second time, it was like a week of shifting stuff back and forth yeah. to move into this place. Oh, because were you somewhere else before this place? Yeah. Oh, so we've moved twice since I've been in Australia. And all this furniture you own? 
Not that table and that sideboard, but everything oh. else, yeah. Plus that's stuff, that's eh? borrowed. Yeah. Which is good because it meant that we got to have a really nice table and so a really nice table to use, but we didn't have to fork out for one and we don't have to find somewhere to get rid of it mm-hmm. when we move back. I found like my particular thing was now is because I'm all about this like minimalizing and, and trying this there's a woman called Komari that does this Japanese you've probably heard about it probably haven't uh, either way does this face look like all, of it, all of that minimizing down all your possession like do you really need stuff and nope you don't the thing is like but with CDs like I was really torn because I'm not convinced that I invest a lot of money in my CD collection I'm very like I don't know this is before I started streaming as well but I'm not convinced that streaming is the answer in the future and so I don't sure. know what to do with my well I don't know I, do I think that I'll be using Google Music in, in 30 years don't think so I don't think you'll be using CDs in 30 years well yeah but this I've got this uh, music like Remember- am I going to rip all the music off and store it on a hard drive that's a big process just as a fail safe like yeah what do you do with all these CDs which are worth $30 each like it's a lot <laughs> I was, they're not, they're, I'll give you a hint they're not worth it they're not anymore. now but they were to me like they're invested <laughs> do you want know how much they're worth about 50 cents if that you can't even get rid of them like Jesus well who's buying CDs now oh, even DVDs like at the garage sale like, guys were getting a whole bunch of DVDs and you have like Lord of the Rings extended DVDs and oh you'd be lucky to get a dollar a DVD if you could convince mm. them to take it. or like I to Simpsons that. full seasons were like I was selling this little DVD player for like $5 and I put the Simpsons on there just to show it was working and he's like, does the Simpsons come with it? I was like, Jesus Christ, man, you're getting a DVD player like <laughs> port of one and your whole season of Simpsons for like five, like just spend an extra dollar. Give us an extra dollar for the Simpsons. <laughs> it's, cool. it's funny when they like do things like that. It's yeah. like, oh, there's a DVD player, but can I pay more for the Simpsons, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway. So you don't think streaming is going to... Like, I don't, well, I'm not not a hundred. Like, it's great, it's a great solution, but I don't know what the the full answer is. Like, because over time, rights are going to be this huge issue as well. Like, the whole thing with Marvel and Disney and all these properties. Like, you know, certain like Spider Man can't. No, who is it? Like, certain people in the same universe that were written can't coexist in the same story because they're owned by different people, right? Yeah. Uh, so X Men versus Avengers, right? Uh, no, I'm talking about like um, Quicksilver, uh, who's in both. No, I'm talking about who's that slow mo guy that Quicksilver, uh, Ryan Reynolds. No, no, um, slow mo guy with Ryan Reynolds, the big one, um, the, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah, slow mo guy. <laughs> no, isn't isn't that movie owned by Sony? Right, no. So Deadpool is Fox. Fox, okay, I think. But it, no, Deadpool was Marvel. Here's what I'm thinking. Regardless, regardless, details from details. I'm thinking like more and more companies are being owned by certain companies, like the amount of things that Amazon owns, right? And so, will this happen with music? Like at the moment, most music will fall under a few licensing deals. Like Google Music has access to a lot of music, but not all of them. Does it have the Beatles? I'm just going to check if that's a good point. Because but things like I'm that, pretty you know? sure Apple Music quite notoriously doesn't have the Beatles. And I'm just going to check that now. Well, they don't have the latest Taylor Swift, and that's like the biggest draw card. What's the latest Taylor Swift? Well, her latest album, 1989. Did you know about the big kerfuffle with her? Uh, I have 1989 on Apple Music. Maybe you should change yeah, platforms. Maybe she yeah, did that. Cause I don't like, know why I admitted that on a public forum. <laughs> I've got the CD, the deluxe edition. I'm not... not. But the it whole thing was, was like uh, when Apple... Because you know how they got trial periods... Apple was doing this thing where if someone's on a trial period and they yeah, listen to music, the artists don't get any any royalties from those plays because it's in this free trial. Ah, no, that's... And Taylor that's Swift not... was like, it's all up for it. And she's, she was like, this isn't on. Like, um, you should treat all musicians fairly and I'm not going to support this, so I'm not going to give you the rights to my latest album. And so this whole thing, like you could only so... listen to her latest album if you bought the actual album. Well, she, maybe she that, changed their tune. That, that's happened quite a few, I don't know, maybe a decade ago, so ago when iTunes first started. Was iTunes out a decade ago? Probably. Maybe. We'll go over it. Yeah, it was. When people were getting annoyed because you could, you didn't have to buy a whole album anymore. If right. you wanted to buy a song, you could just buy that song for 80p or $2, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. 
And loads of artists were annoyed about that. <laughs> I just added the Beatles entire anthology. Um, <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> oh, the whole Beatles discography? I've got them all now. Yeah, it's fun. that's it. I'm never going to listen to the whole thing. Didn't but cost you anything more? Nope. That's, Literally that's just press the button. Great thing about like streaming. There's definitely a lot of pluses. It is. I, I love doing it. I've done that so many times. I've told you a couple of times, haven't I? Just, oh, that song sounds cool. Got the album now. The whole album. <laughs> never listened to it. <laughs> no. Uh, well, what I was saying about iTunes was they they complained about people. A lot of people complained about iTunes because you can, didn't have to buy the whole album. You could uh-huh. just buy a single song, uh-huh. and some people were like blacklisting out iTunes or whatever. They're not going on it for that reason. Yeah. So I guess this was the same thing with streaming. They'll come around eventually, because this is the way it works now. Yeah. You you're not going to really, as an individual, own rights to these songs. I mean, you and me, we're not going to buy their songs much anymore. Like you don't borrow them, access. Like you don't really buy films as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just pay and pay Netflix lots of money. Right, but this whole subscription model is pretty new. Like, it doesn't mean it's sustainable. Like the subscription model, people hated it for a long time. They protested it. Yeah. But now it's kind of accepted. But there will be a stage where we've got so like it's already kind of for me now. Like you get so many monthly subscriptions, and you're like, wait a minute, like I'm just a guest to. I do see it as yeah, you get a lot of money lots of subscriptions and in some cases Netflix especially here there's what there's three main streaming services Netflix Presto and Stan mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, there's a lot of films which will only be on one of them so if you really wanted to watch everything you'd have to have all three right but I don't know anyone who would and I guess that's where I'm coming from from the music if I want to access all the music, I don't feel I want to have three subscriptions in the future. I'd want just one. No, that would be stupid. But so you, you think? It'll, but do you think it'll go back to you purchase it online or? I, don't, I suppose it's quite hard to work out because if we if you could work out what the next big thing was going to be, do it and then you'll be a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. CDs might not be the future, like just like vinyl wasn't, but books still exist because there is a value of having a book. how long though i think they will forever like yeah but the books analogy would be like vinyl still exist because it's nice to have a vinyl it's not nice to have a it's not the same way nice way to have a cd or cassettes died out very quickly for that reason well i'd say there would be a physical copy like i still have more when i have bought a cd and i have the cover i've had a flip through the lyrics and i've got a image of the cover I value that CD so much more than, say, if my art, favorite artist has brought a new album and I've just streamed their album. I don't have a connection to or it as much. You've done what i done. Just press the add button and gone, got that album. Have you listened to it? No. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But when you've invested, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, what, don't know what the answer is. But I think it's watch this space. Well, we just need to work out what it is and that's it. We'll make our millions. <laughs> so moral of the story, I've kept all my CDs because <laughs> I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've got two massive boxes. I was like, oh, the weird thing is, for me, having to be there trying to point out your flaws there, I've done exactly the same thing. Oh, I've mm-hmm. still got all my CDs. Yeah. And they've moved country with me. <laughs> They're all in that drawer. The only thing I did do, which hurt a little bit doing it, because as a kid, I would never have done this, but I acquired like a, my, my mate's original Xbox and like 40 games, right? Yeah. But 40 games in 40 like plastic folders like just takes up so much space. So yeah. I ended up taking the CDs out and putting it in a wallet and it made heaps of space. Like now thinking like, oh, this plastic container is just the same as any old plastic container. But by G, like I have big childhood memories of having the like Metal Gear Solid case and looking at it and it's like, I oh, know it's just a CD inside, but like, oh, it's just a physical thing. And like, I look at your wall of games and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I wish I didn't throw those things out because like, you can just look at it on the wall, like you don't have to flick through a CD wallet. I know exactly. I did pretty much the same thing when we, when me and my brother, because we didn't really have a game collection each. We now the share. Yeah, we went from storing all of our games in the cases to a, we had like a fancy little box, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a CD wallet, but a bit, a bit fancier, a bit fancier. I don't know why we went for that. A CD wallet would have been just as good. Um, but we did that because one of his friends did. Because, oh, look how convenient it is. All our games could be in this little box in one mm-hmm. space. And we ended up going back to putting them in the cases. Oh, Jesus, don't say that. After quite a long time. Yeah. There, there was years in the middle. But you don't have the cases anymore? Uh, I think we did for most of them. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, well, because they just got put in a box somewhere. We didn't throw right, them away. Right, 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 right. You won't move Because you kind of hold on to it. You're like, well, I can't throw this away. What if I need it? I know. I've and got... this is the problem I'm going to is that I've now got all these things. I don't really need all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I like having them. All those Blu-rays and DVDs, uh, there's very few of those that I will probably ever watch again. Yeah. God, it feels good to look at, doesn't it? Oh, it looks so nice. Yeah. But I'm definitely buying a lot less of them now. Season six of Game of Thrones was the first one I watched mm. not having it on Blu-ray. Okay. And I don't think I'll do that. I don't think I'll buy any more of them in physical copy again. My housemate, well, now ex-housemate, oh. <laughs> twist um, the knife. He, uh, his like game collection is very much like once he's had enough of a game, he sells it to like on Gumtree or EB Games and puts it towards the next game. So his like running library is always like less than half a dozen. Can't do it. Don't think no, I can't either. Like every game I bought, I've treasured unkept. Because as a kid, I used to always play all the games all the time. Yeah. Less so now. Like once I've passed a single player, I'm probably not going to play it again. Probably not. But I'm not bloody throwing them out. I've got games there that I'm probably I haven't haven't even finished. I'm probably never going to play again. But I can't get rid of them. If it, it's troubling. I, I think there's every now and then. This is quite rare, but every now and then, Tammy will force me to throw some out. Oh, like, we'll like pull out all the games you don't, you haven't played in the last year, and take them to EB. But what if I play them again? Which is your least favorite children? Like, which ones do you not yeah, love as much? Yeah, that's kind of what it feels and, like. Yeah, and EB games are like, oh wow, your children. I bet you're so proud of them. I'll give you twenty cents each. Oh, I actually, I actually got surprised by some of them how much oh, really? they were. I mean, there was one which was, uh, what was it? I think it was a Gears of War or something, uh-huh. where they were like, oh, we can't give you very much for this because it's got the wrong rating on it, it had the uk so it had the the age rating on it was the uk one not the australian one so we can't give you that much for it i was like okay we can only give you like five bucks for it and i was just like five bucks i thought this was going to be actually worthless <laughs> so you've already made me five bucks happy <laughs> that's so some of them you're surprised at how much they're worth but if you go but I wouldn't trade in the one that's been released this year because you'd just be so depressed. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, I spent ninety bucks on this. How much are you going to give it for me? You got a better it? chance of like trying to sell it online to someone. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, um, no, I can't get rid of them. I mean, I've got loads of games up there that I'm probably never going to play again. But I've got them because I might. I've got some games up there. I'm like, I'll get around to them. Have you never had opened them, them? Been on the shelf for two years, but I'll get around to them. I have this thing like, games are a huge part of my childhood, and I love talking about games. I love finding out about new games. I love watching my ex-housemate. I'm going to think of a better thing than ex-mate. My mate. Yeah, that was probably what I always just love watching him play and I always could talk about the new games because I just watched him play it. But God, I haven't like played a serious game for that long um, just because that's just not what I do. So this week I had an impulse decision because we were like, um, had an afternoon shift and a night work shift. And I was with a bunch of friends, and as we we're going to get dinner, we um was like, oh, we're going past EB Games. Let's just go in there. And I was talking. And be depressed at how much about, games cost nowadays. Oh, we're talking about games, and the one that they came up with was Red Dead Redemption. They just like say it's it's an amazing game. And I was like, well, stuff it. Like, I'll see what it's worth. And this, this was weird. Like the second hand version was like uh, thirty dollars, but I found a brand new version with the expansion pack for twenty. I was like, "That's weird." Okay, I'll buy the new. They, version. they don't seem to work it out. No, though, do they? <laughs> so I got it, and I was, I'm middle of moving house, so like, a I don't know where my Xbox is at the moment, and b like it's I in one of these boxes. a long time. So we're gonna play a new game that's called like, when will Ma- when will Mark play Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> and so far, it's been like. Uh, almost a week and still haven't played it so I'll touch base with next time we talk and see <laughs> I'll check in and see how far you've got <laughs> like I've, there's a high chance that I won't play it for a long time it's, it's not a short game either oh Jesus but I'm excited like I'm excited to own it and it feels good to hold just wait till you play it such yeah. a good game it's good but this seriously I, I played that when I was a student I dedicated probably two months to it whoa May, that might have be been an exaggeration like full time or outside it, of studying it, it would like I wouldn't finish it now. I wouldn't have time to finish it now. Huh. Jesus. Because I'm not this a This is not a good omen. <laughs> oh, you just got to go for it. All right. I, but with the problem with those game, kind of games like um, Rockstar Games or... Actually, it didn't happen with Skyrim, but I've started playing it again, so that's dangerous. I get very OCD about completing them. Yeah. 100%. And you're just like, right, so I've got, I finished the game. Good. Actually, no, I, I probably wouldn't finish the game for ages because I'm like, I know I've got all these main missions to do, 
but I've just found out that I've only got so in Reddit I've only got two of the ten types of horses so oh. I'm, now going, I'm now going to have to go and capture the rest of the ten horses with Red Dead I might get to the point where so I've got all these hunting challenges to do which have no bearing on how the game works but it it contributes to that little game percentage and it's an icon completion. on the map that you have yep. to so you're just like that's it I've got to go and hunt six bears I've found the same problem with Assassin's Creed like yeah, from what I've started like, I really love the story and really want to just progress in the story but there's this chest over here that I have to press X on to open it and that's something I can do Assassin's Creed 2 I 100%ed whoa I didn't I don't think I'll ever bother doing it with Assassin's Creed 1 because the banners in that were so ridiculous there's like 60 banners per place and it don't tell you where they are Oh, whereas in assassin's creed 2 there was a lot less of that stuff and it told you where you could buy maps to get all of it right so you basically had go buy all the maps and then just work your way <laughs> this is ridiculous like i would i probably would have finished the game when i stopped by the time i got to this but you just went bought all the maps and just went right today i'm doing uh, where was in assassin's creed 2 today i'm doing florence if that was in that one and i literally just worked my way down the map picking up everything and it's like had that been your job saying like you're at work and they give you a list of things to do and it's the same thing and we want you to do it 50 times. You're like, screw that, I'm doing that. But you're like, this is my recreation time and I'm going to enjoy getting going every to, single flag. I'm going to obsessively, compulsively go and collect everything I can. Yeah. I'll do it sober. Uh, Skyrim is weird because it has the same feeling, but for some reason it never clicked to make me do all that uh. stuff. I don't know why. But I started playing it again yesterday, so we'll find out what happens. Keep, I'll keep you updated on what I'll do with that. At least you'll actually make progress with your updates. Uh, I don't know if I would. It's nah. not as easy as with games as games like Call of Duty or Halo, where you're like, "Oh, I can finish this in about nine hours of gameplay." Mm -hmm. What do you think the first computer game you ever played was? And there's my, a reason I want to talk about. It. My first. There is a reason. Or isn't there isn't a reason. There is. My first. Um, there's different scales as well. On the first first uh, introduction to games, was. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but was at home me and Craig would play games that dad brought home from work uh, and he had yeah. these five and a quarter discs that I mentioned there maybe not I think you've, I think you've mentioned it before go on oh. but um so I have no idea how he got these discs and I always thought like I joke about this I always thought he was like friends with a wizard because he'd Fridge come Mike. back with like all these <laughs> new de new shareware versions they were at the time and um and to be honest I still don't really know I think maybe he had like computing mates or like it was just a thing to do at work to like pass around discs and like they had games on like imagine being an adult in those times like very I still do <laughs> like but it was very much like it wasn't a mainstream thing to do it's not like passing around Game of Thrones now because everyone watches Game of Thrones mm. it's like passing around like I got no examples but either way like <laughs> there is nothing to compare yeah, yeah but just because like it's something that you'd have to meet people that had this special interest in this thing that not everyone knew about but, so my games were Commander Keen and Duke Nukem, like Apogee, or Apogee, whatever you call them. Oh, for me, it was like Minesweeper and Solitaire. Ah, oh, for right. years. Way back, gotcha. So I've, the first computer I used was Windows 3.1. Mm -hmm. Do you know which one the first one you used? Uh, we used GeoWorks, which was... A what? A <laughs> you would have liked it. No, it's... Um, <laughs> It was just a different operating system, not not a Microsoft. This is before we used three point one. No, that three. sounds like it predates me. So I, but yeah, three point one, and that's when I started playing things like um, Solitaire, Minecraft. A shareware one that I played was Castle of the Winds, mm -hmm. which is a game that I've actually got on my computer and on my Google Drive, but I can't play it because it's sixteen bits, so I need a virtual machine. Yeah, and I haven't been able to install DOSBox because I'm not good enough. Oh, really? Is that difficult? No, probably no. not. Okay. But you need it takes more than you know two minutes of my yeah, time yeah, at it work. It does a bit of fiddling, especially on a Mac, yeah. And then I have to work out how to use DOSBox. Um, <laughs> but that's those are the earliest kind of games I remember. But I was earlier in the week you put me onto a new podcast, which was Designer Notes. Oh my god, it's the bloody best, isn't it? It's I'm so good. Listen on the way here. Like, did you start from the beginning? Do you watch it at the end? Or? Well. I listened to this thing and the top of the list, the newest episode was Sid Mears, Sid Mears part one. I was just straight away like, that is the one I'm listening to. Oh, that's what I did as well. Like the guy that created Civilization. Like I've never played Civilization. Civil Civ. That's exactly, I was just like, you say Sid Mears, I'm like Civilization. I spent so many hours playing that game. Well, see, I've never played it once, hmm? but I know it's a what? huge game and I know the new one, like everyone's talking about. 
This is the thing, right? I listen to podcasts about video games and they talk about games nonstop. I got lots of opinions about Civ. Never, never seen the bloody <laughs> thing in my life. I've got opinions from people like I can talk about it. Oh, that's oh. Well, I was going to compare what your favourite Civilization game was. Oh, I think that's not going to work anymore. Well, no, I could, I could tell you the latest one is pretty similar in in terms of the one before. Like they're very similar, but this one had a more more focus on religion and things like that. This uh, is what maybe I'm I hearing. Stop this one again. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my favourite one was Call to Power. Here's the thing, right? So he was like a game designer. So I'm yeah. not sure if he started off as a program. I can't remember the interview because I've listened to a few now. But uh, he was kind of halfway between. It was definitely at the dawn of the era where there was not a role for a game designer. Like that was created. Yeah. Originally, it was just whoever's programming it, whoever's organizing it. They just like this this concept of game design was not a thing. Like mechanics and fundamentals. Well, like, I love the idea that, like you said with Shareware, he would just make games that he thought were fun and he'd just like mm-hmm. pass them around to his mates. He, and then started selling them and stuff. He's a really, like, he seems really down to earth and really cool. Like, he seems so, like, so normal. Listening to what him talking about, I was just like, I wish I was around at that time when he's just like, so how long would it take you to make a game? I don't know, about three months or something. Mm-hmm. And it got a bit longer as you're going on. You're like, so wait, you by yourself made a game in three months. And what we ha- and the way he was doing it was he was just messing around with bits of code to try and find something that was fun. Yeah. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing that a lot. <laughs> but just listening to him talk about how he had to fit certain amounts of memory because the Atari game cartridges or whatever were only so big. I was just like, oh, it's, that sounds so much better. It's so good because this podcast, like it talks about... Um, a lot of a lot of different stuff about games, but it definitely has a point of the interview where they uh, talk about the guy from the start of their career or their interest, and yeah. has a lot of nostalgia and even stuff that you might not know about. But it's definitely like from the dawn of the era of games until now. Oh, some of it stuff. Like I definitely think I couldn't get into game design now, but if back then I probably could have. Yeah, yeah. There's all these so many games that I followed. I guess over high school. Or like websites where there were, before indie game dev was a thing, there were just these yeah. people that had projects and they just made a few games. Like one of these one was this uh, massive alien spaceship, uh, shoot them up. There was a few other ones that did like 3D pilot racing and all this stuff. And they're still online now, but they weren't like people trying to make a career out of it. They were just like people that had this project of programming and they spent years making this game every time you went to the site, they'd made it a little bit better, added a, little, a few little features. And then t- 12 years later, you've got Cookie Clicker. Exactly. Yeah. In some ways, games have gone back. Yeah. backwards in recent years. I, f- I find that. Like, lately, I've been increasingly interested in people making games. And not even so much like big teams making games. Just like little groups of people making games. How long is it, do you think, until you can do like a university degree in game design history? You probably can probably now, there are probably know. units in it. You probably yeah, there's probably units, but I reckon there's going to be a point where it's going to like be you could you could actually study the development of computers mm-hmm. and game design would be part of that because like now it's starting to get to a point where everything anything to do with computers needs huge teams of people to do stuff. They all need to do a million things, but they're not really most of the stuff that they're doing is actually being done in the background by stuff that was created 20 years ago or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's all piled on top of each other. And you almost don't even know what's going on back nope. there. Yeah. So I, I, there's not much challenge. Like if we were, when we design a game, oh, which we happen. will do. It'll happen. Yeah. We're probably not going to have to actually do that much coding, which is a bit of a shame. Oh, but, but it also means can, we can make it better. It's just different. Like it's, in a sense, that's good that you don't have to do a lot of things because in, in, uh, did, did you see how Game Maker, the new version's coming out next year? Nope. Oh my god! So the so reason wait, was on I've only just bought the last one. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> so that still fully works, and but they're making a version two, which is like a massive deal. They've, I didn't think they were going to ever progress in it. And that's next year, but um, and everything's going to be cross compatible. But um, the good thing is with this new software, it's easier than ever to make a game and just export it on different devices. So like, you can make it run on computer, Mac, Android, iOS all within a click of a different button. And like the fact that that is all hidden from you, that you don't have to write native code for each of those different appliances, like uh, that's exciting. I reckon, it'll, I reckon it, it won't be as easy as you're making it sound. For the no, 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 of course not. But it's not. still pretty cool. Of course, and there's still a lot of things that I found that up just uploading apps is a big learning curve, <laughs> even once they're made. But in terms of like, that's why you see like a lot of, 
Well, in the early days of the apps, you saw a lot of things that were just available on the App Store, not on Android. And the other way around, I've seen now. Okay. And that's just because those apps are usually programmed in the language, the native language, yeah. and they're not cross-platform, but they've invested so much time in learning this one system, they can't just simply put it on the other one. It takes a lot more. You have to redo it from the ground up. It's like Windows, Mac. There's a lot of programs that just don't work on mm-hmm. Mac. And I think most people take that for granted. Because Absolutely. I had no idea. A lot of the programs we use are used by lots and lots of people. Mm-hmm. So we don't really notice the amount of time it has, takes to cross-reference it. But for work, I keep getting asked if the software we make can run on Mac. And it's like, nope. And don't even bother trying because I, I have no, no idea if it will work at all. It's one of the things of like whenever something happens and like there's a big thing on computers. The computer equivalent was like, are uh, you guys going guys gonna to make this on Linux? And the yeah. phone version is like, are you going to like make this on Windows Phone? Because there's a large group of us that use Windows Phone. All three of us are very excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. I think that's going to be similar to the idea of people making websites for Chrome and Mozilla and Opera. You think they'll diverge? So what already happens, I have to use a lot of very, again, mostly specialized stuff. So you wouldn't notice it on websites like Facebook or Twitter or YouTube because they've got banks and banks of developers making it work on every mm-hmm. kind of web page. But when you're using something which is a bit more specialized, so like... It's using a feature of, that one yeah, browser... Yes, so maybe payroll or stuff like that. That, that kind of... Those kind of web-based programs, uh, they tend to only work in one browser so i've i have to use some things that work i have to do in internet explorer some things i have to do in chrome and you get people who are wondering like why on earth are people developing stuff for internet explorer because everyone uses chrome and then you have to point out actually the most used web browser is still internet explorer yeah it's the default so about your windows thing people don't realize what the most used ios or browser Mm -hmm. is because you don't you think that what you use is most i'm guessing you use chrome right when i can yep what do you mean when you can? Well, it's funny on the Mac. I, to be honest, I use Safari because it was just the default and got you, used to you, it. Sorry, you do know you can install Chrome. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got it there. Oh. But I just use. By the time I use Safari and it saved all my passwords, it's like oh well. I, I feel like I need to help you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've got Chrome. I, I'm a big fan of it. But yeah. So, but we both use Chrome. But most people who use computers don't use computers as much as we do, mm-hmm. and don't realize that you can have Chrome or why it's better. So they just use Internet Explorer while it's there and complain that everything, the internet's so slow. Yeah. Why do these web pages take so long to load? Internet Explorer is default. Nah, web browsers, like, in the similar respect to all the games on different devices, like, what making websites has taught me is that, like, when you're testing, now you have to test on a whole bunch of different devices which have all different aspect ratios, resolutions, yep. and all the different browsers on all the different devices. <laughs> have you tried using Squarespace? Uh, I haven't. I've heard lots about it, but I've heard lots about it. Haven't yep. used it. No. But they they make bold claims that they can scope. It will work. Well, that's there's a lot of good software, and Squarespace is a good example of like, if these days if you wanted to make a website for whatever thing you're doing, and you're willing to spend like twenty bucks a month, like you'd 100% go to Squarespace yeah. because it's easy. You don't need a code, and it works effortlessly through your devices. The problem that I have is that because I have lots of them. Lots of different sites. If I have to pay twenty bucks for each site, <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> of money. Time. Yeah, so I have but to like make middle ground. But I reckon that as we move forward, the less and less people are going to actually know how computers work in the background. Oh yeah, because you don't really need to learn it. You don't need to learn how to do assembly language anymore because it's all done for you by using a higher level language. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just so people know, I don't actually know if I'm getting any of this right. I could be making stuff up. And no, you're know. right. Like it gets higher and higher level. It's crazy. So people aren't going to know what's going on as much. So an example like Squarespace, people are going to make their own websites less and they're going to use platforms like Squarespace more. And the, the, the thing is that's good as well because to make, to program a website to be responsive, like firstly people don't know what responsive means, but like it's an art form, like it's challenging because you have to design it from the beginning to behave in a certain way. Well, the only website I've ever made, I made in Dreamweaver and that would have been... Oh, that would have literally been a decade ago, mm-hmm. or longer, and that that was like I can't, I can't. That wasn't only unresponsive; like it would only work if the window size was a certain yep. size. Yep. Yep. Like I don't mean I, you, you could have it on the same computer, resize the window, and it wouldn't work anymore. 
and it only had like six pages on it. But now you've got all these websites that are like, they change depending on which platform you're on to change the oh, screen so size. Nice. And it's fascinating, but equally like a massive time sink. <laughs> and you know, you know how you get annoyed if you turn your phone sideways and the website doesn't work anymore. It's it's a bit a bit different when you simplify. It's like, yeah, I can see why it's not working. It's because the amount of effort it would take to get oh, it to yeah. readjust everything. And and not long ago, because because Android, I mean, because Google owned Android and own the phones and own the browsers on the phones. Like they have, and the largest search engine on the internet, they control a lot of what the future of mobile um, surfing would be. Yeah. And they saw that there was a huge trend in mobile usage. And so they could shape the future and they were very passionate about like what they, their vision of the future of mobile. So before, not long ago, like text was very small on screen. You had to zoom in a lot. Now that's less so because about or 18 months, I'm guessing ago, Google made an announcement that said like in three months, even if you've been previously on the top of search results, if your website doesn't pass our new mobile algorithms and is not accessible by certain ways and text size isn't big enough, like we're just not going to show you on the search results. <laughs> well, they need to do stuff like that. And they did. And everyone's like, well, shit. and so like all the developers got called, every website needs to get changed. And these big companies like that rely on search traffic, they're like panicking because all of a sudden what they relied on doesn't work. And they're probably thinking that why are you doing this stupid thing? But it needs to be done eventually because of course. as Smart we go choice. forward, the internet's just going to get more and more bloated. Yeah. And there's so much stuff on there that we don't, that kind of needs to be culled off because we're going to get more and more data. So we want to get more and more messy. Like we, we've, we're talking about hoarding stuff earlier and it's going to get worse with digital hoarding as well. I've got so many files and stuff, cloud-based things like Google Drive, Dropbox. Oh, I wonder if I've still got a Dropbox account. But you've got so many stuff so much stuff in different places it's just getting worse and i'm like do i need that file that i literally cannot remember what it's for and have no idea how to read it maybe it might be important <laughs> there is a huge ocd part of me that feels very uncomfortable with the, my state of files on my desktop on my hard drive on my cloud and like I need it. I need to get it organized soon. Otherwise, like photos, like where are, my photos are scattered. Oh, it's all right. Oh. I'm sure you'll just get like you know you'll drop your uh, computer on a magnet or something. It'll solve solve the problem for Hopefully, you. Hopefully, yeah. All nice and neatly. Just 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 format the C drive. Then problem solved. <laughs> it's not problem solved. <laughs> like I've got all these old laptops at home where the screen doesn't work, but I know that on the hard drive there's all these old photos that I haven't transferred off. And I'm like, Ooh, oh man, I don't want to chuck out my laptop because need to get the hard drive off first. That laptop, that hard drive probably doesn't even work anymore. Probably. But just but in case. It's got my photos, my life on it. You've like, got the photos on there. What are you going to use them for? That I've never um, seen, ever. But that's the problem with having digital photos now. Mm -hmm. Most of our photos, oh, nice little picture there. Most of our photos aren't, we haven't got physical copies of them. They're on a hard drive somewhere. So we might look at them even less than if we had a photo album. I remember yeah. when I was younger, getting the photo albums, that was fun because you get, oh, look at these pictures from six mm -hmm. years ago. Now you just go on Facebook and scroll back. Yeah. And, and it's not it's not the same. And you also like you go on a holiday and you might have two rolls of films, you got sixty photos to sift through. <laughs> like so you just with the way you say that, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Once upon a time it was like don't waste the don't waste the picture. No, like better make a good bloody photo of that. And like now you go come back from your holiday and you look at your phone and you actually don't look at the photos, you literally like use your finger and go Swap and the photos go and you look through them very quickly like shit 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 oh that one looks like no that shit 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 you just thought I'm just gonna sieve through these thousand photos most of which are blurry ten of the same sunset because I wanted like because you're trying to take it over and over again maybe maybe if I hold my camera this way oh man this is like a reminiscing episode this is like our first like this is what exactly what I wanted to be you put me onto designing it so straight away like oh I missed a good old day oh. We had a very interesting discussion where I thought the mate brought up is like, what do you miss the most about your childhood like that you don't have now? Oh, what do I miss? That's that's a long list. I don't think I can narrow it down to one thing. There's got to be one thing you miss the most. What's the first thing that comes to mind that you wish you could do now that you used to do as a kid? Go outside. You can do that. No, literally, like I used to spend so much more time just playing outside. You, if, if I was to just go outside and run around... You'd be shot or the yeah. cops would be called. Yeah. People yeah. would look at me because I'm playing. Because like, why is a guy just, who, why, is, why is a man running around? Why is he smelling things? my flowers? Why is he swinging a stick around and making <laughs> funny noises? 
<laughs> One time I came home from... I can't climb trees anymore because it would be weird. I used to love climbing That's... trees. One time I came home from like some road trip and I pulled into Leeming and there's two kids on push bikes without helmets with um, whips that they're whipping around like in the middle of the street like running what? circles and this was on Easter and I was like man they've had way too much chocolate this morning <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're an exception to the rule <laughs> most kids uh, are not whipping on bicycles I just remember when I quite regularly end up in a situation where I just miss childhood it's not good I think we're going to get to a point now where most people our age are going to just be like massive nostalgia tripping children we're not going to grow up. You can, like, you can do all those things. Yeah, technically, I could go and climb trees. Yeah. Not going to. But you could uh, do the equivalent of, like, going to rock climbing. Oh, yeah, I love rock climbing. Rock climbing is one of those things that, like, there's a lot of things like rock climbing that I used to love doing, mm-hmm. but you can't need someone to do it with. I, I wouldn't go rock climbing by myself. Yeah, we'll Although I have to about doing it sometimes. I've got my shoes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we're going on a double date. Oh sweet. Double tell me, date. Tell me what, what do you mean? Or we could just go on a date. Well, yeah, we, we <laughs> go on a man date. Yeah, yeah. No, we could go on a double date. Would that come? Well, ask her. Hey Nat, if you're listening, remind me to organise this. <laughs> I no. do the same for Tammy, but she doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> but uh, climbing stuff like that, things I would love to go do, but I'm like, I can't because I've got no one to go do them with. Mm-hmm. Although some of them are like some things like so climbing is a, an example of this, and so would be. Uh, snorkeling and stuff because I had a friend I did that with in Cornwall mm-hmm. hi Scott if you're listening and because I used to do all that stuff with him when I moved here I was just like well I haven't got my climbing buddy anymore so I can't yeah. go climbing I understand that so you like you end up doing these things with certain people and you just assume I, you know, I could go and start doing it with someone else to kind of find new friends but you, but you yeah. can't because they like, can't replace like the friend <laughs> no you feel like you're betraying them yeah exactly <laughs> oh. what do you miss most from childhood? Well, the one, the one that I was thinking of at work was that I had a mate that, um, two mates, brothers, that lived two doors down. So it was my place, my grandparents' place lived next door to us, and then our mate's place. And to be honest, we didn't really know them. They were just at the same school, like same age group. And then um, we eventually started hanging out and it turns out we like, become like best mates. And what you end up doing is you come home from school, even though you might have like hung out with them at school, you come home. And you just walk two houses down and just like walk, don't even knock on the doors, walk in and be like, hey, oh. <laughs> like, oh, Mark's here. Or, you know, like, oh, Drew's over. See, I used to suffer from that because we lived so far away from anyone, I couldn't do that. Well, I didn't have the farm experience that all my friends had. So I was a townie. So there's pros and cons about it. <laughs> it's funny because townie was the thing we used to call people, but I don't think, I think that was well, a very specific type of person. Yeah. It wasn't a person who lived in the town. It was. Townie was what we called emos before they became emos. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't an emo. So. <laughs> you know what? You didn't have, you know, didn't have the little man fringe? <laughs> Black hair? No. I definitely listened to the music. Did you? Oh, yeah. I did appreciate the emo uh, a bit, music. A bit after, the, a bit after it, like, it happened. Mm-hmm. No, me too. I tend to do that a lot. Like Chemical Romance style. Yep. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And just go on. So the one thing I was, um, before I completely lose thought, was this this going over a friend's place and then but now like I've had a few instances where like if someone comes over my place and they haven't told me they're coming <laughs> like that's so rare that if it ever does happen you're like hello <laughs> what are you what are you what are you doing like, here why like, are you here you're interrupting my Netflix binge yeah like I was I was doing nothing in there and I was planning on doing nothing and <laughs> now you're here like I'd appreciate if you left. And the same thing, I would never like, like I'd never just rock over here and just just like knock on the door and be like, hey, Baxter, tell me what are you doing? Oh, yeah, I've, I've actually so, done that. It was considerably harder to do it, but I still have done that like twice. That's why it's notable for me because for me to do that, I had to cycle for an hour first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and was the reception warm or confused? <laughs> One time it wasn't. Oh. One time cycled me... Uh, one of my friends and my brother cycled to another one of my friend's house which was like an hour away mm-hmm. I don't know why we did this so my friend was staying over at mine for a weekend and we were like what are we going to do today I don't know we're bored let's cycle to Jason's house and we decided this obviously quite early because we'd left by uh, I think left by nine so we for some reason we all decided to wear like lab coats <laughs> I don't know why That's great. <laughs> put my friend Niall on a 
old bike that we had because you know, he didn't come with a bike. Uh-huh. He hadn't brought a bike with him because we weren't planning on doing this beforehand. But so he had he, a lab coat. At one point, he fell in the head. You're prepared enough to have three <laughs> lab coats. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> good news and yeah. bad news. Costumes covered. Transport not covered. <laughs> well, pretty much. But there was one. I remember at one point he fell into a hedge because he he tried to slow down while a car was passing him and his bike was too small so he couldn't hold his balance and just <laughs> fell over into the hedge. But we got to this friend's house at like what we thought. You know, we we just thought, oh, we just knock on the door and say hi. But we hadn't found. I factored in the fact that we had probably got up quite early, and because we managed to cycle so far, we assumed everyone would be awake. We got there about mm, ten a.m. <laughs> It wasn't quite. I think we got there before ten, probably half, sometime between half nine and ten, uh, on a Sunday. And I don't think we factored in how many people don't wake up that early on mm-hmm. a Sunday. So when we knocked on the door, nothing happened for ages. We ended up having to call him. I don't, I don't even know if we could call him on his mobile. I don't know if we had mobiles by that point. Just knocking his bedroom window. But it took ages, but we just that was it, it was that much of an effort to just rock up at someone's house. It wasn't just going down two step two doors like you. Yeah. So you had it lucky, even though you thought you lived in the middle of nowhere. But it also makes me sad because I wish that could be something that was something that I'd be okay of receiving and doing. Like, you mean you wish you lived on Neighbours? I do wish that I you lived really close to a whole bunch of friends. I yeah. haven't watched that in a while, but I'm pretty sure I remember that. People just walking to each other's houses like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Doors wide open. Yeah. That's why there's so much crime on those shows. So much drama. Like, oh, you leave your door wide open. You're asking for it. You just let strangers it. walk into your house all the yeah. time. And plus, you're on national TV. They know where you live. It's <laughs> a problem. And yeah. besides, none of you seem to ever be at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I wish I was on a TV show. So I didn't actually have to work. Oh, that's one thing I, I miss about childhood. It's <laughs> not working. Not working. That'd be great. Imagine that, like. You complained about all the homework you used to have, but now you're like, oh, you have no idea how easy you've got. Like, you literally have to spend like half an hour doing some sums, and then you're done. And you play. Yeah. Although at the time, I, I never did. I literally did the bare minimum of homework, minus a little bit, and just got in trouble. Quite often, I would just cop the prop. Like, oh, I haven't done the homework again. No, I'll just cop, cop detention. I didn't read the three pages. What are you going to do? Oh, those, I just, you just straight away tried to blag it. Did you ever do the thing where you like read the first chapter and answer the first question? Oh, I did a full <laughs> essay of um of a book that I never read. And it was just like uh, what they talked about in class. Stuff oh, it. We did that for some of our exams. In our English lit, we had uh, the one two notable ones were we had to study Lord of the Flies and Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet, one of the two. So we had to do, I think we did both over the time, but we, we, I never really read the whole thing. I think I read all of Lord of the Flies. Test the D'Urbervilles, I definitely didn't. Because what did we do? Oh, I just got told by my teacher, you're yeah, going to be things. asked about this chapter here when this happens and you need to talk about this and this and this because it does this and this and this. Okay. And you're like, yeah, that's great. Don't actually need to read the book now. You've t- literally told me all the answers because they were so scared about you not getting ready so you can't you didn't really learn critical reading i just learned that in test the d'urbervilles the weather reflects her mood that's pretty much all i remember such a dry book speaking of books unless you had somewhere to go with that not really i um i did i did mention it because i want to talk about it i went to a book launch last night (gasps) Have you heard of the author Matthew Riley? Uh, I don't know if I have. Well, I haven't heard of his name, but if you mention his work, I might have heard okay, of it. Okay, he did books like um, Ice Station. Anyway, he's this Australian guy, and um, he, well, he lives in America now. But the his books are basically like non-stop action. So it's like the montage of montage. a die-hard film all the Die Hard films, and that's like the first two pages of the book. Like, it's just non-stop awesome stuff. And I first read it, like, when we went on a hiking trip, and, um, oh, anyway, loved it. And I read quite a number of his books, and he's got this series at the moment which kind of counts down from seven, and this book's the one that he's just released is the fourth one. And he just happened to be doing a tour in Australia, and I randomly saw this thing and, and went to it, and it was like a... It was at, at this school, but there was probably, like, 
I'm going to say about 300 people there or so, all filled in the auditorium, and they had like a little interview with him. And then there was a big book signing at the end, and um, and it was just really cool. Like he's just a really like genuine guy. I just put this post on like Facebook, and I was like, it's so cool when you like you meet your idol, and they're like not a douchebag. Like they're actually like someone that you respect. Like I was captivated the whole interview, even though I've heard most of the stuff before. I was like, man, so cool. This guy's like, he's cool. Like when Don't Meet Your Heroes didn't come true, you actually it was worth meeting him. Oh yeah, and I was so and and in the end, because um, Nat's never read any of his books, but she came along as well, and she's like, "Oh, I might read a book now," just because now I know more about the author. And um, and yeah, it was it's really cool. At the end, we ended up lining up for um, like I think we lined up for like an hour and a half, and everyone's getting things signed and stuff. But like, all I want to do is like shake his hand and say thanks and like he had this quote in one of his books saying something like uh i can't remember exactly it's like if you know a writer or someone that makes stuff like never underestimate the power of like saying thanks or saying that you liked something and so like all these people come along with books and he was like signing their names and it was very much to and fro and i was just just went up and shook his hand and like nervously like mumbled that quote and said big fan thanks just like walked away all sheepishly because like i couldn't keep myself um with a straight face and uh it was great like i'd recommend his books to to anyone just even more so now that i've met him like it's really cool speaking of things that we remember i remember and i don't this was massive like uh wrong guess i don't know if that's the wrong i can't think of the word but i'll come back edit put in a word make it sound nice andrew um i remember the times when i used to think this bluetooth thing on my phone this is bloody useless this won't be this won't hang around very long and i remember this the other day when i was just realizing that i had my phone simultaneously connected to three different things (laughs) and you're wondering why you had no battery left yep (laughs) well it's just like i literally remember going Bluetooth is useless for moving things. It's so slow when it's obviously going to die yep, out. I remember the exact same I feeling. I think Wi-Fi came in and I was just like, so much quicker, why am I not going to go to this? And obviously a different version of Bluetooth came out. I'm assuming because it much quicker than it was. But it's like, one thing that did actually die out was infrared. Do you ever remember having a phone which had an infrared transmitter on it? No. So I remember trying to watch, watch people on the school bus trying to send... This is... Some people who are younger than us will not realise how weird this, or will think this is really weird, but they were trying to share songs across an infrared connection, and you basically had to point your phone at each other so they could talk like to Like a laser beam sort of thing. Yeah, so it's literally the same technology as your TV remote, if you still have them in the future. And if you are in the future, hello. Um, <laughs> remember us but do you remember the times when you like if you wanted to send a song it's like i'm going to send you a song quick we're going to turn our bluetooth on and then we're going to hold them next to each other for 20 minutes and then maybe oh, if i never you're lucky, even got, never even got to that stage i tried one time putting a photo from my phone to my computer and i was like screw this i'm emailing it to myself <laughs> and then it's just suddenly just like this is and that was probably more recently than I, i'm talking about probably, i just remember yeah. it being this useless thing i was like this stuff isn't going to hang around and yet, yet, lo and behold, Bluetooth. Now you're like, I'm streaming audio on it. It's running now, running my watch. It's running a lot of stuff. Like you don't. My keyboard mm. and mouse are being run on Bluetooth. And how much of that is the fact that it's good technology, or is it the fact that, like a company like Apple decides, hey, we don't need headphone jacks, we got Bluetooth, and like invest solely in the decision uh, to use the technology. I think that was a stupid idea, but they have, it kind of has to be made. They have to cut that limb off. Yeah, it's, it's it's only going to get literal worse. Limb. Yep. Need need to make need to need to make the cut. Just get rid of it. Like we're gonna think like, like when I go running, I have my phone in a little backpack with headphones attached to a cord, and we're gonna think that was so archaic. Like, oh yeah, when you put your deep, your tapes back to the video store, they had to rewind them. <laughs> like, yeah, stuff like that. What? What do you mean? Imagine trying to explain to people like. Like, the one I usually use is when people ask what the save icon's meant to be. 
I saw a comment oh, for that meme. Where did that come? Yeah, What's yeah. the save icon? It's like it's this blue box with a little white box in it. What's that meant to mean? And he's trying to explain to like they're floppy disks. They're these little disks. And once upon a time, and even less people know this, is that they used to actually be floppy when they were the nine and a half inch. And then you have to explain that. And that like that's how. That's why your hard drive is called C the C drive. And I'm wondering how many people wait, wait, not notice that? this. Do you not know why your C drive is called a C drive? No. You, don't, you have a Mac anyway. You didn't. Right. So. The reason your hard drive is called C is because A drive was the was first the floppy. floppy. Oh, and B was... B was the second floppy. Right, right, Because right. you had to have one floppy for the operating system right. and one floppy for whatever your program you were loading. Yeah, yeah. Reminds so me that, why, yeah. That's why the hard drive became C, and then they go C onwards. And that's why we had another drive called D. That makes sense. I didn't yeah. think about it. Yep. Yeah. So like oh. my disk drive used to be the D drive. Uh-huh. I remember that. Do you remember when you had to use CD-ROMs to get a game? You didn't just download them? Oh, and then you get like games. seven CDs in a game? <laughs> I think I only got a couple of games where it was like you got to load three CDs or something. Mm-hmm. God, those were the days. Although the problem with that was like I had Red Alert for years. Red Alert 2. Years and years and years. And I remember being so upset when I dropped the disc once. And it landed and it just shattered. Oh. Because that there goes your license. You can't run that game anymore. A couple of years later, hello, no CD crack. Right. But um, yeah, you used to have to put the game CD in to run it. Yep. So now you complaining about not owning physical copies? So much easier when you own it online. Mm-hmm. Steam. I mean, Steam won't be around forever, but at least that way I can keep my games for years on end. Won't ever play them again. No. But my digital bookshelf is a lot neater than my actual. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My Steam library's out of hand and I have hardly played any of them. Humble Bundle probably isn't helping. No. Especially you get like seven games at a time. Seven games at a time. Like, like that, the Humble Bundle I bought when we were recording, I think I've played two of those games. <laughs> but you better make games though. That's going to be pretty cool. When we like become a, des- a game studio, we need that obviously. And, then, and so. all we do is make videos about games and then that'd be great. That's it. That'd be awesome. Um, oh man, I had two paths to talk about. I was going to talk about something else about that because one weird thing that happened to me was the other week we were week not that long ago the other day we were watching Peaky Blinders have you heard of that slash watch it a porno it's not a porno no Peaky Blinders Peaky Blinders mm. Peaky Blinders is about is a net no, it's not Netflix it's a BBC BBC series but it's on Netflix about a gang in Birmingham in nineteen in the nineteen ninety in nineteen tens nineteen twenties and there's one point in that when, and this is this is kind of showing how out of touch I'm getting. And I, I know I complain about how people in the future aren't going to realise how things used to work. But I, at one point in this, so it's, it, at this point I think it was set in 1920 or so, and one of the characters checks her watch because she's waiting for someone, and I, I instinctively thought she had just got a text. I thought she was just like, uh, in my head there was a little, and she just checked her watch to get it. Obviously she was checking for the time because it <laughs> was, just it was a watch. <laughs> So I was just like, oh, it's all right. She now knows that they're not coming because this thing happens. No, she doesn't because all she has was a watch. So See, then I, that, I still haven't got that correlation because I've never had a smartwatch. But I understand oh, that you change your get, life. You need yeah. to get one. Yeah? Yeah. I'm too nervous it'll break it. Yeah, but you just have to, just have to power through that. Yeah. What's a watch worth? What do you mean what's a watch worth? What's a smartwatch worth? What kind? Well, the Apple Watch is worth 300 to $400. Depending well, that's on which better one than I thought it was going to be. Uh, you're probably going to end up paying over 500 like I did. They get a good model. Mm. Yeah. But um, I was just thinking about that. Like, I've now come got to the point now where if I see people checking their watch, I assume they're checking their emails or something. Mm-hmm. So what's it going to be like for people who literally grew up after that was a thing? So for me, emails weren't even... I, don't, I think email, the first email was probably sent a year before I was born. Mm-hmm. But that was before the internet existed. Mm-hmm. they had their own little internets yeah yeah so when people are going to grow up and they're realizing that email wasn't always around facebook was this thing that had like we both remember when facebook wasn't around mm-hmm. and now you look back and go but how did you talk to everyone here's the thing right facebook will eventually disappear well i'm not convinced that facebook will eventually disappear because yeah, he's actually investing like you see his his business side and what he's investing in. He's like doing so much research. But is it going to do an Apple and is it going to suddenly, when Mark Zuckerberg is no more, which will eventually happen. Oh yeah. Maybe not soon. True, true, true. But I think it'll be less about 
the the Facebook software and more about the Facebook brand and what what it's doing, like uh, kind of like what like, Virgin's doing. Like, like is do. exactly what's happened to Apple. It's now branding more than right. Innovation. Yeah. So, fa- so Facebook, he's trying to like solve every disease on the face of the planet. He wants by the end of his lifetime to have a cure for everything. Like Bill Gates is putting lots of money and effort right. into uh, poverty in Africa, right, and other places, not just Africa. Which is, but like these it, people are actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Who would have thought? Bill Gates is my money greeting. Yeah, but isn't it fascinating how I imagine Facebook will eventually be like MySpace, like or MSN. Like it'll take longer for it to phase out, but eventually something else will. Something will come it. along and replace it. Yeah. But email. That's the backbone of the what's internet. What's going to break? Yeah, what's going to come Nothing along and replace email? It. Like if anything you do, you sign up with email. Email is the core of everything. Everything gets sent to email. How long do you think it's going to be until there's no longer a Google Plus? You know how when you sign into things, oh, now you can sign in with an email address or you can sign in with Facebook, Twitter, or Google Plus. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know on Google Plus? Do you have Google Plus? I use Google to sign in everything. It's not so much Google Plus, it's using oh, your yeah, Google Oh, yeah, actually, no, it's Google account, isn't it? Not yeah, it's Google now Plus. Google, yeah. Is Google Plus still a thing? It'll, it'll phase out, I'm pretty sure. Because they tried and it just didn't really... It's work. so funny because they had Google Buzz for a while, which was the Facebook I've version. I've literally never heard of Google Buzz. Oh. They, the thing was they enforced it on every Gmail account and people were like, you don't force me to do anything. And that was the problem. I so Google being, Plus became optional. I remember there being a college humor video about not Google Plus. <laughs> the thing is, in the future, all you have to do is join not Google Plus and then you convince your friends to not join Google Plus. And in the end, we are all not on Google <laughs> Plus. And we don't have an extra thing to check. It's, it's funny though, like on all the website, um, the website scene that like when I'm building my sites and especially like on the comics and all this kind of stuff. A lot of the uh, creators are based in America and everything you read was saying Google Plus is the future. Like when you contact people and like uh, there's a few people that ask for like opinions and advice on stuff and they're like, Google Plus is the future. I'm on it. It's, it's the wave. And you don't know how much of this is just hearsay and propaganda because it's not the future. You don't know how go. much of it is like when Facebook came out, all these people, it took me ages to get on Facebook because I was just being like, Nah, it's just going to go away. It's just going to pass. It took me ages to get on Twitter. And now mm-hmm. I have, I think it's dying out. <laughs> well, they say Twitter's dying out, but... It's, it's kind of a weird thing because it is and it isn't. Half the people... It's definitely... I think it's I not used... It's bubble. It's I, bubble. I think it's not used the way it's kind of meant to be used. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not used for its... what It, it, had to, it doesn't reach its, uh, reach its potential. To be honest, Twitter is almost like a feature of Facebook now. Like yep. <laughs> hashtagging and, and status updates. Oh, it's not so much of that. But um, what I find interesting in Twitter is you always get these like bot followers. So there's all these programs that automatically get people to follow you then eventually they unfollow you. But what Wait. they're doing is like you get a notification to say like, oh, such and such company follows you. You look at it because you're interested in who's following you, you check out their website, and it's their way of getting people to visit their website. So, so, so wait, all these, these hot girls from Eastern Europe... That they they are on. nuts. And neither are all real. these startup companies that are like... like I, I remember one point I went through all my followers, all my followers, the small handful of followers I had and took out all the junk ones, and he just kind of like, well, part of me would like to believe that people are actually following me, but it's clearly obvious that all of these people who have like made one tweet, and it is a picture of a, it's a, picture of a girl... Who does not even look at all like the picture of the person in the profile picture yeah. and stuff and you've got loads of these ones and then there's even worse ones which are more specific you're just like why well, can't I, but I reckon Twitter would be better if all the people I'm friends with on Facebook were on Twitter instead because yeah. Twitter stops you having as much mess there's not as much wasted space on there whereas okay. Facebook like people just put loads of crap on there yeah, 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 yeah there's a lot of rubbish so Twitter kind of forces you to but minimize that the Twitter which I've been finding really interesting is like when you do find the people like, I find there's a lot of people making stuff especially on the gaming scene the comic scene like or any like digital content a lot of my uh, the people I follow online or on Twitter yeah like, yeah they've just got a Twitter account right? Yeah. and so that's what's cool like you can actually see them making stuff so that's a really cool avenue for like seeing new original stuff like by the time it gets on facebook someone's just copied their post and posted it and claimed yeah, it as their own it, yeah but that's what i find interesting about twitter i find twitter i'm more interested in what's on twitter than on facebook yet i spend more time on facebook and i don't know. i think it's just a force habit. I, I i am actually addicted to facebook and i don't know why and you're like i should just get off it but 
what if I miss stuff? Mm-hmm. What's the first? I'm a bit ashamed that when I wake up, my phone's like, you're at home. Do you want to go on Facebook? It's, it's, I've got strong opinions and I, it's so funny when you have strong opinions about something, but you still can't seem to help yourself. Yeah. Like how that, like I feel so worthless in that I'm trying to only check Facebook and email once a day. How's that going? Cause you, you mentioned this last time. Oh, did I? Yeah. yeah it's not it going go? great because I un- uninstalled the apps but I can still access them all in my browser on my phone. <laughs> I reckon that would slow me down a lot. And the main reason I'm on Facebook so much is because I open up my phone and just press the app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and quite often don't think about it. But you open it. up your web browser and it's preloaded. <laughs> yeah, but I work through like Facebook, BBC Sport, Twitter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll open up and go one of them and just be like, what are you doing? You, you literally checked this two minutes ago. Yeah, Nothing is so going bad. to have changed. So bad. I find it bad, worse, like I'm usually pretty good, but then when I like send an email, I'm waiting for a reply that I'm excited about. I like, I won't want to wait 24 hours to see if it's there. Like that's why I keep checking the email. Dude, you need a smartwatch because that smartwatch will tell you when an email arrives. Yeah, it's even worse. Like it will constantly buzz. I have found myself checking my watch and I'm just like, what? Why are you doing this? It will tell you when something's arrived and you can't actually do anything else on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's really useful and I, love having it but it's more of an interface for my phone right. than an actual separate entity i mean it needs your interface anyway. of your phone which is an interface of your computer <laughs> well but I, it just occurred to me that like it's more like i now have a computer in my pocket which is my phone mm-hmm. but i'm accessing it from my watch we've just progressed one layer further yeah so i'm carrying this computer with me and accessing it on my wrist so i reckon it's going it's going to get more and more like we have these different things so we don't need a computer so much if I didn't use a computer for work, I probably wouldn't need yep. to have one so much. If I didn't make stuff on the computer, which most people don't, like the phone would be fine. Yeah. All right, so I guess that's probably time to wrap it up. Nice. Cool, so... Thanks for listening. I think That's the one, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I think, um, I think the big one we should do is, is the Patreon. So like... If you listen to this show and you like it, head to www.puppiesandwatermelon.com. You can subscribe, download, send us a message, or support the show. Yeah, you know how we talked about like we're subscribing to too many things, and, and that's not a model that people really like. Well, you should subscribe to the podcast. Give <laughs> <laughs> and, and and yeah, it is. On the upside, it only costs you a dollar a show, which is practically nothing like it's only a dollar more than nothing but we like, will love not you forever yeah, for lo- for, we will love you for more than ever I'll love you more than Max will love you no I'll love you get it yeah, we'll together see. you'll get a lot of loving a lot of loving a lot of loving a lot of loving you'll have there'll be so much penis heart that you, you wouldn't know you don't know what to do with it penis <laughs> heart on that note, <laughs> see you later. On that note, catch you later. <laughs> Bye.